Today, I'm going to share a simple, simple tool that is going to help you reduce errors, reduce anxiety, and save you a lot of money. So before I reveal what the simple tool is, I'm going to share how I came across this tool. During my graduate internship at the World Bank, I was helping the front office for the Human Development Network revamp all their business processes. So we mapped out all their business processes, we made a process map, and we were looking at fixing all the areas with bottlenecks. And one of the things that we learned is one of the bottlenecks is a lot of people were just missing reviews because they were forgetting to do it or there was not any kind of communication. And when one project gets handed to another person and that person is supposed to review a project, the reviews don't don't happen. And that was like a huge bottleneck in the process. At the time, working at the World Bank, my manager, he recommended that I read a book by Atul Gawande called The Checklist Manifesto. And in The Checklist Manifesto, they had a lot of fascinating stories how using checklists have helped prevent a lot of errors. And ever since then, I have building checklists for almost every business process that I use. There is an art and science to building a checklist, however, and we'll cover what that art and science is, but to speak to the value of building a checklist, there is a doctor, Dr. Pronovost from Johns Hopkins Medicine. He went out to try to fix a huge problem with hospital-acquired infections. Hospital-acquired infections are often avoidable, but what happens is many doctors, they just simply forget to wash their hands and because they forgot, forget to wash their hands, there are more higher instances of hospital-acquired infections. Hospital-acquired infections actually cost the country $2.3 billion per year, and about 100,000 people die needlessly from hospital-acquired infections. So Dr. Pronovos, what he did is he wrote a five-step checklist, and After using this checklist for 27 months, they saw the 10-day line infection rate go from 11% straight to 0%. They've taken this experiment and replicated it at other hospitals as well, and other hospitals saw the same type of success where hospital-acquired infections were all of a sudden going down to 0%. And this was all fixed through a checklist So a checklist, no matter how professional you are, it would be common sense even for a doctor to wash their hands all the time. But without a checklist, without that reminder, they might already think they've already done it or it it just might slip their mind altogether. So there's an art and science to developing a checklist. And no matter what you use your checklist for, it'll help you make sure you complete tasks with a level of confidence. So there's two types of checklists. One, there's a redo checklist, and then there's a do confirm checklist. So the redo checklist, that's something that you're actually reading off, and as you're reading it, you you check them off while you're doing it. A do confirm checklist is, this is something you probably already have a lot of intuitive experience, 
and you're doing it yourself and you're just overlooking, you're looking at the, the checklist just to make sure that you're actually taking the right steps. So for a doctor that has this five-step checklist to make sure that he can reduce hospital-acquired infection rates, he's probably using a do-confirm checklist where he checks off that, yes, he can, he can confirm that he washed his hands. So a redo checklist is useful for novel experiences. A redo checklist, you can use it for new recipes, um, building a Lego castle that you've never built before, building IKEA furniture. All of these things require a redo checklist because it's a novel experience and you want to go step by step and make sure you're getting all the steps in. A do confirm checklist is for intuitive experience. So it could be like airplane takeoff and landing, taking your medicine, a medical diagnosis that doctors give, even writing out an email. And these are things that are very intuitive to you. You've done them hundreds and hundreds of times, but you still make these simple little errors because it's easy to forget we're human after all. So even for writing an email, you might want to have a checklist for how you want to actually send that email so it's most effective. So does your email have a signature? Does it have a subject title that hooks the reader and makes sure that the reader will actually read it? Does it address the person by name? And, and whatever criteria is important to you, you could have that checklist. Another thing to remember is when you're building a checklist, you want to have no more than five to nine items on the checklist. And this is because your working memory is limited to five to nine chunks. And leaving a checklist at five to nine will be much more easier to fill out and less overwhelming to, to fill out. You also want to keep your checklist very simple and easy to read. So don't make it overcomplicated. Try to simplify as much as possible so the checklists are actually useful and you're not having to struggle with trying to figure out what the checklist is, is supposed to help you do. So if you come across like a huge checklist, 100 task items, it's probably going to be really overwhelming. You're not going to want to do it. Break down that checklist into groups, five to nine groups. And then if you have more checklist items that you want to add, then make a new checklist within each of those groups. So if you want more information about checklists, check out the book Checklist Manifesto by Atul Gawande. You can probably find some nice summaries online as well that will help you develop these checklists and happy building. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Hey, so if you're a 6% entrepreneur, here are four ways that I can help you right now. One, hit that subscribe button and the bell so you can always stay up to date on the latest marketing strategies and tactics from this podcast. Two, find out how much of a natural born entrepreneur you are by taking the visionary quiz at robin.ws forward slash quiz. Three, join the Visionaries Facebook group at robin.ws forward slash group. And finally, four, if you want to join the first startup accelerator that helps you skip investor funding, then go ahead and book a call with me at robin.ws forward slash call.